This is The Instigators, presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. We are going to Welcome in. Great episode ahead with Marty Baran and Brian Duff. And Marty, when one thinks back to an oh-so-recent draft in 2020, the name J.J. Paterka stood out for obvious reasons because Buffalo moved up to get him in round number two. And then ever since that point in time, he seemingly has just checked every single box, whether it's World Juniors, playing in the German League, coming over and playing in... Prospects Challenge, and then AHL, and now a call-up to the NHL. This is going to be something, getting to know this young man. Yeah, that was Kevin Adams' first draft as general manager of the team. Duffer, you and I, it was in October, I believe. We were actually in the office to be able to do some uh, uh, live coverage of the draft. So we got to, to see the hockey department work pretty close to where we were. And I'll tell you this. When they were talking about maybe trading back into the first round at the end of the first round to draft JJ Paterka, everybody was lighting up and they got him in the second round by trading up. But still, they were so excited about JJ Paterka, probably one, because he's a really good hockey player, and two, because he has got such a great personality. Nobody can feel down about him. Everybody's excited about him. So I'm happy that we have him on the show today to uh, to share that personality with everybody. Yeah, believe it or not, he is serious, but there's that beautiful fun side that shows through. But when you're serious about the game, bet on Buffalo at the only sports books in Western New York. Seneca Resorts and Casinos betting counters are open daily and self-service betting kiosks are available 24-7 at all three locations. Whether you visit Seneca, Niagara, Allegheny or Buffalo Creek, the sports lounge features the latest lines and multiple screens so you'll never miss a play the sports book at seneca resorts and casinos where the love of the game meets the thrill of the win jj paterka so good to see the smiling face of jj paterka what a week in the oh my goodness it's been quite a year but this past week has been unbelievable jj what's the what's the greatest takeaway from this past seven days uh holy yeah like you said there was like a lot going on but uh I think playing my first NHL game, that was like the, the big, the biggest thing uh, popping out there, I would say, for me. Uh, so you got to go on the ice for your first solo lap, but it wasn't a, a solo lap. It was a dual lap. Was it, was it better for you to have, uh, you know, Krebs and Prow around? Krebs had played NHL games, but Prow didn't. So was it better to be going through that with other guys that were in the same boat? Um, I would say, yeah, it was uh, was kind of funny because I played with Prowzy last year in Munich together. Yeah, and then uh, playing our first NHL game at the at the same game that was like kind of funny, but uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, going to lab with him. <laughs> Things you can't predict, right? Like, I yeah, mean, that's so it, true. <laughs> it's it's just, it's amazing. I, I I mean, we'll we'll probably touch more on Munich coming up because there are some names that that are definitely familiar to Saber fans, but add to the experience that you had for that first game you had your parents here and they had been in town with you over the holiday season like what we we all got to hear from you what it was like when you got the phone call but what was the actual day like and being around them and knowing that they were in attendance and then being able to see them immediately after the game what was that all like for you 
I mean, like like I said, it was like perfect timing that uh, they came in and a couple of days later I got the call up. So uh, they were super, super pumped for me. I was uh, super excited. And and yeah, like after the game to, to hug my parents, hug my brother who was there too. That was like, I think kind of special and uh, they were so excited for me too. So that was uh, good to see. Did they make a trip to the Sabre store? Did they buy a bunch of Sabres hats and sweatshirts and t-shirts so they can bring it to uh, friends and family back home? Um, yeah, I saw them doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Walking out with like three big bags, like, okay, here we go. <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's so awesome. You talked about playing your first game at home. Then after the game, you see your parents, but then you guys had to get on the plane, right? To go yeah. um, out to, uh, to Long Island. So... Usually after a game in Rochester, you get on the bus and, uh, you know, you have your seat on the bus, you put your sweatpants on and you go, how fun or how, how different was it to get on the plane and, and be able to experience that, have the food and the nice, comfortable chairs, everything. How was that? I, I would say that that's crazy. Like I've, <laughs> I've seen that before in preseason when we had that, but like going immediately, like 30 minutes after the game, getting, getting in your suit and, uh, driving to the airport and going in the plane, having like nice steak on the, on the plane, <laughs> just relaxing and being in, in New York, uh, one hour later, that's like, that's some, some crazy stuff. I would say. Did yeah. you drive to the airport or did you drive with somebody to the airport? Um, I drove with somebody. I don't have a car yet. I gotta admit. So, uh, I had to go with somebody. <laughs> Do you not have a car because you don't have a valid driver's license yet, or you just didn't buy a car yet? Well, I have a German license. I'm about to get my U.S. license soon, hopefully. Um, but yeah, then I'm gonna look for a car and uh, hopefully get one. These are all the things, Marty, that you've experienced as a young player and especially one that came from Canada and then began living down here. But this is all the stuff that nobody ever thinks of. All the day-to-day -day stuff that's going on in your life when you're trying to pursue your dream. Yet, JJ, you, you deliver so much of this with a smile on your face. And you mentioned your mom and your dad and your brother, like where, where does the personality of you that we see, where does that come from? Um, yeah, probably from home, I would say. <laughs> My parents are a pretty positive uh, person. So uh, I would say I have like a lot from them. And yeah, I'm, I'm just enjoying being around the boys, um, having fun. So I think that's like, Kind of on there too, so yeah. Just so it is pretty. Just it is pretty. What I'm doing. Sorry. It is no, no. You're good. It's like there's a delay, so I want to make sure you finish. But it, it is really cold here right now. Um, is this the same climate you grew up in? Did you have an outdoor rink? Could you guys skate outdoors, or was it only inside at the arena? What was it like for you when you were a kid? No, I actually I, I started playing in an outdoor rink. Okay. Because in Munich we have like three rinks. And the the normal rink was just like for the pros and uh, for the older guys. So I skated and also uh, played games in outdoor rink. So uh, I'm like kind of used to to the cold weather, but I would say not that cold. It's a it's a little bit cold here, I gotta admit. But not as cold as the Winter Classic, uh, which was the coldest one ever for Minnesota and St. Louis. Um, at the same time, though, JJ, you mentioned hopping on a plane and going to New York. And you, along with your teammates, got to be a part of UBS Arena for the first time. What is that venue like as a player? How? Tell us about just everything you witnessed on that trip. 
well i gotta say the arena was uh, pretty nice <laughs> i have to say that it was like huge and so new and uh, also like the locker room and the facilities uh, we were in um was like at its finest i would say so uh that trip was uh, yeah was pretty nice i would say like the top out of the top and then, so after that you go to boston and now were you thinking I'm going to play in Boston? Did you, did somebody tell you, Ed, there's a chance you may have to go down to play with the Rochester Americans in Springfield. What was the, the next 48, 24 to 48 hours after the game with the Islanders? Um, no, the first I like to everyone that uh, everyone should uh, expect to play. Cause they were like waiting for, for some results and uh, all yep. that. Um, so I had no clue. So I came to the rink and then uh, they told me that I'm not going to play today. And um, with, with a couple other guys, I think the guys from Raj too, they were in a taxi squad there. And we were like yep. uh, just hanging out there till uh, some guy came up with, uh, you guys are playing in Springfield in an hour. I was like, whoa. <laughs> so yeah, we, we took a car there, a shuttle and uh, got, got to Springfield, uh, hopped on on the ice warm up and then uh, started playing. <laughs> yeah, and started playing great, by the way. I want to know more about the car ride though. Was it like one of these shuttle vans? Was it a limo? Yeah. Uh, was no, it like no, just no, a no limo. I, I, I was hoping for a limo, but we had a shuttle van. <laughs> <laughs> well, how many was there? Four of you guys? Um, we were four. Yeah, four guys. Yeah, so yeah, four Rutzelainen, hockey bags. Rutzelainen, Biro, and Laxanen, right? Yeah, yeah, and me. Yeah. So yeah, yeah four hockey bags. Hard to fit in a limo. I, I, I know, I know. Yeah, the sticks, the luggage, everything. So maybe you guys needed, everybody needed their own limo. So you could like really rest and relax. That would have been the, the big wheel way to do it. But uh, so when, so you guys were playing at 2.30 in the afternoon, the warm-ups at two o'clock. What time did you get in Springfield? Um, I would say about, when, when was the warm-up? Two? One? Two, I think, yeah. Yep. Okay, when the warm-up was at two, we got there at like, 150 145 so so you had 10 minutes to get dressed and go yeah i i had to take my stick too so uh i had to hurry up pretty fast <laughs> i wouldn't have made it it took me at least 20 minutes to get dressed because i put so much tape around my ankles i i would have missed warm-up i wouldn't have made it so yeah good for you <laughs> but jj you went out and absolutely dominated so physically like how were you feeling how did it all unfold that way <clears throat> I don't know. I think like uh, after playing those uh, two games there, I saw like uh, where the where the level is where I want to like play, and that kind of gave me like the feeling that uh, I saw like how much better the league is still to the to the HL, and uh, I think like to to like see that and to like experience that gave me like the feeling to play even better than in the A. Wow. Did it feel fast when you first got called up uh, to play the New Jersey Devils on when, last Wednesday? Did it feel fast, your first few shifts? And how long did it take for you to get used to the speed of the NHL? Um, yeah, like uh, I had only one, one practice with the Sabres before. So uh, it took me a couple shifts, I would say, to uh, kind of adjust to the speed because it's like a, a big difference, I would say, still. But, um, yeah, I think then in the game, it, it got better and I adjusted big to it. Yeah. I, I, I still can't get over how, how quickly 
you know, not only on the weekend, I mean, you had five points in the two games. Um, like it's all such a whirlwind. Marty, I know you've lived this, you've done the three and three and the, you know, but I mean, to just punctuate an entire week with that kind of chaos traveling wise and have that success is, is so impressive. And, and yet JJ, as we sit here and talk right now, you still have not turned 20 years of age. Like I know it's coming on January 14th, but people don't realize that not only are you in the top 10 in league scoring and number two in rookie scoring, like you can go through all the rookies in the AHL top scorers. Like nobody's a teenager. You're the only one. <laughs> and I just, I, I don't know, like, does that even matter to you? Like, do you take, like, are you full of confidence right now, given all you're doing right now? Um, yeah, I would say so. I think like playing pro pro in, in, in Germany helped me a lot there. Cause, uh, like, especially like with, uh, being in the D zone, being more responsible there, I think you needed way more in, in pro than in junior and, uh, having that like already two years, I think helped me like big time to, to adjust to, to North America here. How did the World Juniors last year help you as well? Because you could have played this year for Team Germany, right? In the World Juniors, uh, did everybody? Did anybody ask you maybe to play for the Team Germany this year, or was it definitely not a not a chance you were going to play? Not like uh, Germany asked me, so uh, I was asking here if, uh, if if I'm allowed. But then they said they want me uh, to develop my, to develop here in a uh, yeah. So yeah. that, that was the point there. But uh, yeah, Germany asked me to. Did, to you, did you watch the games a little bit? I know it got canceled, but Germany had a big win, right? Against. Oh, uh, yeah. I, so... I was the number one fan. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some of those guys on that team, uh, former teammate of yours, do you know some guys that were on the German team? Um, yeah, like uh, playing from the national team. I played like mm -hmm. with, I would say, 90% from those guys. Okay. And like even in the same club, I played like with. I would say like half of the guys maybe like throughout my career so far. So yeah, that was like all my buddies playing there. That was uh, fun to watch. So after the game, when they won that game, they did like they circled up right after the national anthem and the captain said something in German. I couldn't, I didn't know what he said. Do you know what he said or can you repeat it? Um, well, he said that's, uh, that's German hockey. That's hockey, how we play. And tomorrow we do it again. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I believe it was something like that, but yeah. That's that was like, awesome. Like, uh, the, the mindset, uh, Jeremy wants to go, and uh, that, that's pretty nice, yeah, to, to go all together, all the same, for the same goal, so yeah. You, you and your team at the World Juniors a year ago showed that same pride and became one of the talking points of the tournament for everything that your group went through to have a measure of success and yes a lot of eyes were on yourself and on Stutzla but how proud of you were that how proud were you of that team and that experience and that type of hockey that you displayed for Germany so proud like uh I think we're like the team who got through like the most adversity throughout the, the tournament playing with I think nine forwards five D's the first two games mm-hmm um, and then if you like see guys sticking up for each other, blocking shots, like giving everything, every shift, even though they play like 20, 25 minutes. So uh, that was like so good to see. And even the, the guys in quarantine, they were like cheering and all that. 
we had like those uh, those group meetings always uh, on Zoom in the in the evening, and the boys were like uh, fired up for each other. So that was uh, so nice to see. And even when the guys came back, they they were so happy. And uh, I I don't I don't know if you guys saw that, but after we won against um, I think it was Switzerland or Slovakia, a couple guys who weren't allowed to. Uh, to, to play it because they had to go to some uh, protocol. They were like on the bench and then they came like on the ice and we chilled all together. So uh, that was that was so much fun and we we're like so proud of each other there. That is really cool. I guess we're going backwards. So we started with this year. We went to last year World Juniors. Let's go back to when you got drafted by the Sabres. So we're moving back six months before the World Juniors. Um, you ended up being a second round pick by the, the Sabres, but there was a lot of, of work that the Sabres were trying to do to get back in the first round to trade you. So did you watch the first round? Were you disappointed not to be drafted in the first round? How, how did that all work out? Um, yeah, I, I watched the first round. So, uh, yeah, of course, I was first uh, kind of disappointed because, of course, you want to, like, hear your name pop up there, especially if you, like, uh, are still, like, awake that, that long because it wasn't a night. Yep. Um, but yeah, the, the day after didn't take uh, too long, I would say. And yeah, especially seeing them uh, trading up for me gave me like uh, a little bit more, uh, made me like kind of more prouder and uh, more excited because uh, then you really know that the franchise really wants you. So that was a big moment for me. Yeah. So then take us through the rest of last season in Munich. And we mentioned Ethan Prow. There was Zach Redmond, former Amherst, McWilliam, former Amherst, uh, former Sabres draft pick Philip Gogola, who's uh, a German. And, and then, of course, you had the former offensive standout and Marty's teammate Derek Roy, part of the mix, too. Um, how, how would you describe all these guys and the team that you played for? Yeah, that, that was crazy that... Uh... <laughs> that all the guys like kind of played there in the organization. So that was uh, kind of funny that I was uh, picked from them, but uh, the boys were so excited that I got picked by, by Buffalo, especially the guys who, who, uh, who played here. So uh, that was fun. And I heard uh, a lot of good stuff from the boys. So uh, I was uh, really excited when I got here though. So uh, tell us about German hockey, because you talked about you got to play pro a couple of years and it helped you. My, 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 I have a brother, he's a few years younger, but uh, he got to play in Frankfurt and Hamburg uh, in the German league too, after he played in the NHL and he loved it. He said it was so uh, good hockey. It was fun. Uh, the fans were great. So for, for those of us that don't know a lot about the, the German league, what's it like? And uh uh, what did you enjoy most about playing in the in the German league? Um, I think the fans are like the the standout in the German league. It's like they're they're so proud of their team and the atmosphere um, when when the fans are loud and uh, it's like amazing. I, I had the luck that uh, in my first year the the fans were allowed, the buildings were packed, so that was like <laughs> so nice playing there. Like I I remember my first game. It was the uh, Champions Hockey League and like before i never like really played in front of fans like that was like a couple parents and uh, that, that that's it but uh, like even going out for warm-ups and then you like already see the fans like cheering on warm-ups that was like such a such a nice feeling and then uh, also in away games when you see like those 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 fans coming with you there cheering for you that was like 
yeah, su su such uh, good moments there. So I really enjoyed it there. When did you start playing? What age? <clears throat> in uh, uh, like in, the, in Germany what? or yeah, yeah. Oh, as a kid, I think like with four or three and a half. Mm -hmm. So and, pretty and young, I would say. What led you to that? Was was your family athletic minded? Did you some something something led you to fall in love with hockey? Uh, my parents love to skate, like uh, just skate around, and I did too then. And then when they like clean the ice, the hockey players went on after. And after one time watching them, I I want to try too, and I I stuck with it. So when you were a kid, did you watch the NHL? Did you look for German players in the NHL? Because I played with one here in Buffalo, Jochen Hack. And uh, Jochen was, uh, I think he played at Mannheim when he was uh, growing up. Um, and he used to tell us about how Mannheim had an open roof, right? It was an open building, the old one. I think now they have a new one. But did you follow any German players as a kid playing in the NHL? Um, I gotta say not really because uh, yep. when when I played like it was just a, the hometown team and I'm from Munich so uh, I was I was cheering for Munich always and I was like always uh, one of the kids who who went in before the game like uh, got those uh, those laps on the on the ice before the before the big players came up so yeah I was always uh, cheering for Munich there. That's amazing. And then at what point in your, did you have any other sports that you were really into as a kid? Um, I did some uh, speed skating, some short track. Yeah. Um, and obviously I played soccer. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody plays soccer, right? That's the way it oh, is. Yeah, 100%, 100%. <laughs> uh, okay. So were you good at speed skating? Like, I mean, the short track stuff is crazy. That's one of my favorite in the Winter Olympics because it, like, there's the team ones where they push each other. There's elbows flying everywhere. So were you good at it? Uh, yeah, I would say so. And uh, I was, uh, for a long time, I was just skating with my hockey skates. So I was the guy with the with the short skates because they all had, like, the, 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 the long ones. <laughs> and I still had, like, my hockey skates. So that took me a while to, to switch to it. But yeah, as as hockey became uh, bigger than for me, I, I had to quit. Uh, Marty, this is a natural opportunity oh. for you to talk about the size of Paterka's legs. Well, yeah, I was going to say speed yeah. skaters tend to have the biggest size <laughs> in the JJ, game. <laughs> I said on 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 the radio show the end skaters and I think I may have said it on the um on the pregame show too that you're a type of player that skates you're really low to the ice, your legs are wide. It looks like you have big legs and a big butt, right? So hockey player legs, hockey player butt. So I said it must be tough to find pants because hockey players have a hard time finding pants. So tell us, is it easy to find pants? Do you have big no. legs? <laughs> no. No, it's, it's not easy. <laughs> yeah, my, my, mostly my, my pants are way too long because I got to use a big beer one, so... Can I like kind of roll them up on the bottom, but uh, it's not easy, no. You got to go and use Duffer's uh, tailor. He'll shorten them for you, and they'll be perfect. <laughs> you know, he'll I give you a this. number. This is amazing. Honestly, I never – the short track speed skating is phenomenal. How good were you at soccer? Really good? Uh, I would say so, yeah. <laughs> yeah? 
Did you ever... Like, I, when I was a kid, I was, like, just doing sports. I went from, like, sometimes on the weekends, I first played a hockey game and then a soccer game or other way around. So uh, I was, like, just uh, going from, from places to places and doing sports. Amazing. When did, when, did you, no rest, no rest. when did you finally think, like, okay, hockey is the path here. Like, I really need to follow this. Um... I think when I first switched my switched my team, I think it was with probably nine or ten. When uh, I moved from from Munich to Batolz, it's like forty minutes from there. And they were like in the in the top league, uh, junior wise, and Munich weren't. So I think when I switched it, because we had four four times practice there, and also like the the traveling always there. Um, so I only had time for that. So that was, I think the point where I said like, where I had to decide. And I was like, uh, thinking about choosing, choosing soccer too. So, uh, I was like kind of split when I was younger, but, uh, hockey was always like kind of more fun to me. So, uh, I choose that. Do you have any friends uh, that you played soccer with that continued and played soccer and maybe are playing junior or pro? Uh, do you have any other people around you that, maybe in other sports have, have achieved the same level that you have? Um, in soccer, I have a couple guys. They play in the, I think, third league now in Germany, what is yep. actually pretty good. So, like, if, when I watch, like, games from the third league, they're, like, such a high skill level. That's, like, crazy. But, um, yeah, that's, that's a just in soccer, couple guys. That's cool. That's amazing. That's absolutely – I to know or to at least think at such a young age that you were going to – you know, keep following this hockey path. Um, it, it's incredible. And I, I think it speaks to a lot of what was said about you when you were drafted and the intangibles that you bring to the game, the energy that you play with and, and what observers like Kevin Adams and now the coaching staffs here, they see in your game. Um, it, I, I'm, I'm just beyond impressed JJ that you just, you manage to keep that energy level all the time. Um, what's your What's your secret off the ice? Like, what do you you know? Because we're living in a pandemic. You know, there's been an awful lot to kind of weigh people down. Yet, you, physically, you're just you know you push through. Mentally, you seem to be in a good place. Do you have like little daily tricks to to keep you in a good place? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. No, I'm I'm just like yeah, it's a happy person and. Uh... Just enjoying life, just enjoying uh, that I can do what I'm doing right now, and yeah. Okay. JJ, do you watch? Hang on, hang on. There's okay. got to be some food, North American food, that, you know, is like a comfort food for you, keeps you in good spirits, too. I would say I'm a big pasta guy. I got to admit that. Because I'm not the biggest cook. So uh, just uh, putting some pasta in, some, some red sauce, and that's it, 10 minutes, and... Uh, I'm down there. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have a good meal, a little cheese on top, and you're all good, right? Yeah. So I, I was going to say, since you're also, uh, like, you're always smile, you seem to be having such a great time. Um, have you have you seen the show Ted Lasso yet? Do you watch TV? Have you seen Ted Lasso? Not yet, no. Uh, oh, because there's one guy there, he says, soccer is life, and he's always so excited about it. I just... I just feel like you'd be skating around practice and say hockey is life. Like you'd be so excited about it. I just, I can see you do that, but okay. So we'll get back to hockey then. And some of your teammates in Rochester, um, you can see, I got my mask behind me. 
I mean, I was a goalie. Usually players leave the goalies alone. They don't want to talk to us. You and Aaron Dell are really, really good buddies. How did that happen? I don't know. He's uh, just such a good guy. You can uh, always talk to him. And uh, yeah, it's like, I think in, in that team here, it's not like you leave the goalies alone, especially like also with Housey and with Upi when he's down here. Um, I think it's not like kind of split between goalies because I've seen that in the past too. That you're like, ah, the goalies, I don't know. I don't know about them. But uh, <laughs> here you feel like uh, they, yeah, you can like always talk to them. And uh, that's like such a such a good team spread, I would say here. So uh, that's pretty nice. Well, your coach's a goalie. So that's that probably helps too, right? He, he's, he's including the goalies in the conversation. How is, how's the coaching staff? I know you won't say anything bad about them, but we all know the bad stuff about all of them. We've talked to Seth. We talked to Webby, we talked to Pekka, we know them. How have how's the coaching staff been? Good. Like, uh, I love communication here um, after games and uh, also in games. And you see that they, they always always want to help you and uh, want you to, to succeed. So uh, that, that's pretty nice. Yeah. And they, they're really helping us. Do you guys play three on three sometimes? Sorry, Duffer. Three on three after games. Do you play against Webby and Pekka sometimes? Do they give you slashes like the old days? Because um, Pekka was known. He, he had a dirty stick. I'm telling you, he was like that. <laughs> no, they, they, they only jump in sometimes in some drills, uh, being, being the mean defenseman, but uh, that's it. <laughs> hey, how did you develop such a quick chemistry with Jack Quinn? What made it work for the two of you? Oh, I can't tell you. We just uh, <laughs> got on the ice and it just worked. I don't know. Like uh, since 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 training camp on, I think just also after practice, finding each other for a couple of one timers or whatever. I think uh, over the month yeah, now, it's it's getting better and better, and uh, it's it's paying off, I guess. So if you're on the bus, do you sit with Jack or where do you sit on the bus? Like who do you, are these the guys that you stick with or like, how does that work? Um, yeah, like Jack um, with Weisbach, um, with Dom Franco, like uh, the, the younger guys in the bus, especially cause the older guys are sitting in the back. So uh, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta sit a little bit more front uh, next to the coaches. <laughs> So, um, yeah, we're, we're like sitting there together and uh, spending spending a lot of time. Do the rookies still clean the bus? when? They, let's say you leave for, uh, I don't know, you leave for Springfield and you get there and the veterans walk, the rookies stay seated down and then they clean the bus? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is there one rookie that doesn't like really do his job? Like there's always one guy that pretends like he's cleaning, but he's really not doing anything. Who is that guy? um i think it's like kind of switching like i think sometimes uh, everyone like does that once twice when <laughs> when he thinks like oh i did like a lot the last trip now i'm like kind of like just holding the holding the trash bag and uh, pretending i'm doing something but, like I, I don't think we have like one guy who who consistently doesn't do anything okay <laughs> unreal hey what was the highlight of uh, christmas in new york city I think the view on the Empire State Building when we went up there. Oh, yeah. That was amazing. 
Yeah, that's that is pretty cool. Um, you can see I, I lived uh, right off of Columbus Circle the one year. So you probably see my building from the Empire State Building. But I'll tell you this. It's one of my favorite cities. So uh, did you guys do anything special other than the Empire State? Like, it, was there uh, one thing that uh, that you and your family said that was that that's going to be a memorable moment for a while? Um, I think on the wait, what was it called? Rockefeller Center, like yeah. when they have like the big Christmas tree, and we're like all like standing together. Um, I can, uh, yeah, just enjoying Christmas there. I think uh, that that's something what what was stuck forever for us. Uh, that's awesome. Did you skate in Central Park? Um, I didn't skate. No. Did you take no. a carriage ride in Central Park? <laughs> we we just walked through it, but it's like huge, so. Yeah, we, we couldn't like see everything. Not yeah, sure. you'd get lost. Uh, definitely. I got lost once or twice there driving around trying to cut through the park. And uh, that's not a good place to be. Um, favorite food, like you said, pasta. But if you go out to dinner, what do you like? What's your big meal? Um, well, here, I gotta go with probably a steak. Okay. Back, back, in, Germany, back in Germany, I go with schnitzel. I'm not sure if you guys know that. Of yeah. course. Yeah, that's pretty nice. I gotta say that. That's <laughs> that's amazing. Now, uh, tell us about your uh, your brother. What is he? Older, younger? Hockey He's, player. He's uh, thirteen, and wow. is also playing hockey. Nice. Is he better, or like because <laughs> it, a lot of times they say the younger brother is always better than the older brother. So he, just simply, is he better than you? Should we look uh, to draft him in uh, four years? Well, I would say in his age, he's doing uh, more back check than I was doing in that age. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's a, he's a pretty decent player. That's Good. awesome. All right, Marty. I, this has been amazing. If there's anything you want to add here. No, it's been uh, fantastic, JJ. I, I guess, you know what, next time, because there will be a next time, um, I want to know about your stick, your skates. Uh, I, well, maybe I'll ask you a couple minutes. Skates, how sharp do you get them done? Um, a little bit, not too much. Like, so do you know like, like half inch? Between. Yeah, kind of between, not a little bit more than half, I think. Okay. But that's it. So not too sharp and not too soft. So Okay. So just a little bit more than a half inch. What about your stick? Uh, do you like the big toe curve, big blade? What's the, uh, what's your preference with it? Um, I'm a big toe guy. Okay. I like, like those slip plays and all that. But like taping wise, I'm like changing a lot. So I'm still uh, trying to, to stick to something. So right now, what do you got? White or black tape? Right now, I'm with black. Okay. And do you switch it like full blade, just the toe? I mean, no, your like teammate... My, my, my tape job is like the same most of the time. Okay. Like, I never go to like half blade. I always have full, but like I switch from toe to toe to heel or heel to toe. And uh, that's Who was it? Was it Stutzla last year at the crazy tape job at the World Juniors oh, yeah. and he still that does was, it? That was brutal. I had no <laughs> clue what that was. So that's never going to be you. You're never going to go that way. No chance. (laughs) No chance. Uh, Well, yeah, I guess that's all I got. I'm, I'm all out. That was fantastic. JJ Duffer, you, you close it out. Well, since you went down that path, I I probably know the answer, but have you ever seen a player score more goals from his knees 
than your captain, Michael Mersh. Never. Like, I've actually <laughs> never seen that because we, we've seen, like, I think Crosby did that a couple times going to one knee. But, like, being on the back turn, going from one knee to both knees on the ice and scoring, I've never seen that. That's, like, <laughs> I, I have no clue how that's working. <laughs> Who thought of giving him the mini stick for Christmas? Who did that? Uh, I think it was Malone. Malone. That, that was, I think, the, the, the best Christmas gift uh, from all of us. Yeah. Well, on behalf of, uh, you know, the entire audience, because at JJ, I know you have garnered so much attention the right way this year. The Sabre fans are so excited, and Amherst fans, obviously, as well. Yep. Thank you for this time, and uh, we can't wait to see you again soon. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. Well, that was absolutely something, Marty. I'm not sure what's better, his play or his personality. Uh, I'm going to say uh, it's hard. It's, I, I want to say his personality because I think his play could be like, there's still ceiling, right? He's still going to go in places. He's still going to get better, but his personality is awesome. I have so many other things I want to ask him. And I'm, I'm like, seriously, I've, I forgot about certain things. And, and I wanted to ask him about, so many other things, but I guess we'll have him again on again because uh, he was that good. Appreciated the honesty that he was not certainly uh, specifically following any German born players when he was playing yeah. the game himself. Uh, so I'm not sure how familiar he would have been with the name Alex Seltzer, the former Saber, whose uh, gloves <laughs> I have bought those at the team store after Alex departed. Um, but I, I will say this. I think especially with his draft year, Paterka's, you know, and Stutzla being in the top five uh, and their performance at the World Junior, it really brought the focus again on Germany as a hockey nation. And I think it's a good opportunity for us as we get into our three stars to acknowledge some of those who have played and or are still playing in the game today. Okay, I'm going to focus on German goaltenders around the NHL, historically in the NHL. Funny enough, um, there's only been four goaltenders from Germany that have played more than 10 NHL games. So honorable mention to Rob Zepp, who a few years ago played 10 games with the Philadelphia Flyers. That was in 2014-15, I believe. But my third star with 239 NHL games and counting is Philip Grubauer of the Seattle Kraken. So there's Philip Grubauer, German goaltender. Mm -hmm. Second star. 331 NHL games and counting because he's still playing as Tomas Grice with the Detroit Red Wings and first star. And some people may say, what? Wait, this goalie is German? Well, he was born in South Africa to German parents and then lived in British Columbia. So he was all over the place, but he has a Vesna trophy and played 719 NHL games. It's Olaf Kolzig is my number one German goaltender star in the NHL and uh, only the goalie as they called him was one of the nicest and I say nicest goaltender Duffer he once let me borrow his game gloves in a morning skate because I wanted to check out different brands and he was using them that night like who does that Usually goalies, you look at their gear sideways and they're mad at you. He let me use his gloves in the morning skate and he was going to use them that night. So Ole Kolzig, number one star. Tell me that wasn't in 98 when he went on to beat us in the conference final and go to the Stanley Cup. No, I believe that was more in 03, 02-03 or because he played with my brother. And I think that's the reason is like mm. I was talking to my brother in the morning skate and then that was 04. 
506 actually out of the lockout so it's yeah pretty but cool. anyway uh, yeah and you're right about that okay uh, three german born sabers is what i'm going with here and my oh. three stars and uh, this is going to surprise you but number three comes in with dominic cahoon very oh. few players can say they scored on their last shot with their team dominic cahoon scored the decisive shootout goal in the last game before COVID hit in March of 2020. He was never a Sabre after that. He was one of the highest scoring points per game Sabres of all time for any Sabre who played less than 10 games. And <laughs> Dominic Cahoon stands out. <clears throat> and I thought he was a really wonderful personality, not unlike J.J. Paterka. All right, number great. two is an 11th round pick from 1983. He would go on to win two Stanley Cups, including yep. scoring the cup-winning goal for Colorado and won a cup with Detroit, too. Uwe Krupp, a giant among men, as his foray into the NHL began at six foot six, he was a terrific Sabre, so much so that he was included in the Pierre Turgeon deal to make it the massive deal that netted Pat LaFontaine, Randy Wood, uh, among others, coming to Buffalo. So his place is part of Sabres lore for a couple of reasons and just always appreciated the honesty with which he played the game. Yeah. And without question, number one, Jochen Hasht. More than 600 games as Sabre, more than 300 points. I think, Marty, and you would know it better, having known him well, as honest a player as there could be, uh, maybe... Maybe, and I'm guessing here a little, you know, hard on himself at times as far as, you know, just always wanting to do more, mm -hmm. but seemed like could be trusted in any single situation. And for all the great offensive players that he played with, it almost always seemed like Hesh could just slide in anywhere. And as yeah. an observer of the game, mm -hmm. I was like, this guy could be on the ice anytime and I'm good with it. He was, and Yo-Yo uh, was a fantastic guy. So quickly on Uwe Krupp. So he played for the Quebec Nordiques before going to Colorado. When they won the Cup in Colorado, he had the overtime goal against Florida, sweeping them for nothing. He brought the Cup back to Quebec City because he loved the people of Quebec City. Another interesting thing about Krupp, he races snow dogs. He races the Huskies. And, yep. and in Quebec City, he used to partake in races with everybody. He was fantastic. Jochen hashed. Two things that stand out about uh, Jochen to me. One, T-Blades, the loudest blades yep. in the world. You could hear Jochen come in from a mile away. We would never send Jochen on the forecheck because the defenseman always could hear Jochen coming in. Those things were awful. And the second thing, Jochen hit more posts per shot attempts than everybody. I know there's not an analytical department that says post per shot attempt. I know I'm Yogan has hit more post per shot attempt than everybody. And it was in practice as well. And he used to get mad. I used to laugh at him. I'd say <laughs> another post, right? Yo, yo, he goes like, shut up, Marty. And he would like, <laughs> he used to get mad. He wanted to score and he hit yeah. more posts than anybody else. So uh, I love yo, yo. He was awesome. I think that's why I appreciated him because when he did have success, I felt joy and relief for him because he worked so hard to get Ugh. those successful moments. Marty, great show. JJ was phenomenal. Thank you for watching and we'll see you again soon. Thanks to Seneca Resorts and Casinos here on Instigators Overtime.